What's up, what's up, it's your boy AJ back with another segment of Let's Talk About It, the podcast where we discuss relationships, the goods, the bads, the ups, and the downs. First, my disclaimer, the song that you hear in the back, I do not own the rights to this song, but just like every other podcast, it just fits so well. Today's segment, we are going to be talking about questions. When is the appropriate time to start your interview questions, basically? The questions that you really and truly want to know, the questions that you need to know, the questions that you should know. When is a good time to start? Today, we're going to have a uh, guest on today. She is very um, comparable. She's very intelligent. Okay, as I said, we have a guest with us today, the very lovely Miss Allison Denise. She is a very comparable, intelligent, wise beyond her years woman. She has a large following on Facebook. She has a Facebook Live every Thursday. She has a YouTube channel at Allison Denise um this woman is very intelligent i've listened to her live i've gone to her youtube and trust me she has a lot to say in regards to the topic of relationships getting out there uh dating just uh being available altogether so today we're going to go ahead and we're going to welcome miss allison denise allison say hello to the people peace and blessings everybody so today's topic is when does the interview start? Basically, we're asking when is the perfect time to start those questions that you need to know that uh, everybody should be asking. Now, if you don't mind me asking currently right now, are you in a relationship? No, I'm not. Okay. So it's a process. It's dating, right? So, um, by you being such an accomplished woman, uh, an attractive woman, intelligent black woman, I know that sometimes, sometimes the dating game gets a little bit intimidating for both parties, for men and women, because, um, you know, we're going into a new realm. So how has that affected, you know, your uh, level of intelligence, your accomplishments, how has that affected you in the dating field? Well, I would I would like to say that it hasn't played a part, but, you know, I, I think most people like you and I know that that wouldn't be true. <laughs> right. And I've had uh, more negative than positive, mm -hmm. uh, definitely way more negative than positive. Okay. Good, good, good. So, uh, just as with our topic, we're you know we're speaking in regards to the questions. Now, there are questions that we should be asking uh, individuals when we're interested in them, and sometimes I feel as though we go too long without asking those questions, and then we get too 
involved and encapsulated in this thing called relationship. And then those questions, well, the answers to those questions slowly start to eke out and they start to become deal breakers. So in your opinion, when do you think those questions should be asked? Should we be asking that at the moment of, of first contact when we first meet each other? Or should it um, be a topic for when we go on our first date, two weeks into the relationship, a month, how long? Just in your personal opinion. So for me, um, and, and I'm speaking from the perspective of a, a straight woman who dates straight men. Right. Um, what I have found is that you want to find a delicate balance. Okay. So you don't want to come off like you're interrogating a brother because that will put his defenses up. Right. Um, you also still want to make sure that you're getting the information that you need and what, what I think, ideally, ideally what I think should happen is if the brother has, if the brother has pursued me, if he has initiated this contact, which is normally what would have to happen if I'm dating, I, I'm not one who pursues, but if the brother is interested in me, if he has initiated this contact, uh, what I would prefer doing is asking more about him okay. and so one of the reasons that I would ask more about him is because what I've learned uh, specifically as someone that you mentioned at the beginning someone who uh, has degrees who is intelligent who's self-sufficient what I've noticed is if I let brothers ask me questions first it tends to be for more of a let me figure out where I can fit into her life right and how, how, you know, she already has this, she already has that, so how do I fit? And those questions usually don't lead anywhere because I noticed that brothers don't tend to hear what I say. So I can, I can tell them, um, I can tell them, hey, I, I grew up with a father who worked at a textile plant. I can tell them that I don't look at men as, as paychecks or ATMs and that I don't care so much about whether our educations match. I care more about character. I care more about the things that I am missing in my life. And if he will be able to do that, I can say that until I'm blue in the face. Right. What brothers will continue to do is focus on, oh, she came from a two parent home. So she doesn't have daddy issues. Oh, she has a degree. Oh, she's taking care of herself. So she's not going to need me. And that's not even close to what I said. That's what they interpret. And so when I start asking questions, I start asking from the perspective of uh, I ask questions that help me figure out how secure is this brother in himself. Okay. That's that's a, uh, that's a very good yeah. perspective. That is a very good perspective. And like you say, initially opening up with asking more questions about the the individual the person that's that has sought you the person that has pursued you you know asking questions and one thing that i did notice that you said is that you want to create a delicate balance so that they don't feel interrogated right okay and and you know that's a, that's definitely a good thing but one thing i do want to 
bring up in my personal perspective in dating and I'm glad that you you know specified that this is your opinion as a straight woman dating straight men as a straight man uh-huh. dating straight women I have found that um in the initial connection, you know, the initial attraction, when you first see someone and you're interested in getting to know them, you, you know, approach and sometimes the, the, the sisters come on a little strong with their questioning, with their line of questioning. And that is, uh, and I, and I hate to, to stereotype a specific group, but I'm finding more often than not that um, women that are a little bit less accomplished, I'll say that, women that are a little bit less accomplished, they have a higher degree of questioning. And Uh their, their questioning is instant. And it is invasive. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is very in-depth and detailed and yeah. you know it's it's off-putting so you know just like you mm-hmm. said you know mm-hmm. I do find I find myself in a position where I start to to recoil you know right. and I retreat because I'm like okay wait <laughs> is this the inquisition I mean are, are, are we you know uh is this background FBI? I mean, a FBI background check. What what's really going on? So, how do you create that that delicate balance? Because I know even in asking questions more about the person or the individual themselves, sometimes it can still come off as the quote unquote proverbial interview. You know, um, <laughs> I. I think that what is happening, and this is actually something that I plan to talk about on my live tonight, I think a lot of the issues that both sides are dealing with is we have a lot of people out here who are still in the dating game, but they're burned out on it. Right. And they're, you know, just speaking based off of the scenario you gave, you have a lot of women who have been misled who have been lied to, um, who just, they're just tired of, of brothers not being on the up and up. Okay. And after crying so many tears or having so many issues or having the same thing happen over and over again, uh, you'll find that a lot of times women are coming from the perspective of, I'm not dealing with this again. I'm not dealing with this again. I'm not dealing with this again. So let me just go ahead and ask up front. And I understand the mindset because they are legitimately tired of dealing with certain issues. The the place where they're missing it though is you can't you can't date forward with backward thinking, if mm. that makes sense. So it's okay that you're tired of dealing with it, but have you healed from it? Wow. It's okay that you're tired of being lied to. It's okay that you're tired of being misled and mistreated and taken for granted. All of those things are valid. But have you sat down and gotten to the point where you said, okay, those were my past experiences. I definitely don't want to deal with them again. 
but I do want to go forward with a, a, a positive mindset that it'll be different. Okay. And I'm finding that a lot of women have not taken that time. A lot of men haven't taken that time either, but I just want to talk about the scenario that you gave. Right. A lot of women aren't taking that time. And so as people approach them, they're in this tug of war. Part of them is saying, okay, well, I do still want a relationship. Let me at least see if this is going to work. But they still have that other side that hasn't been dealt with. It's just like, oh, another day. Is this one going to go the same way is this one going to end it so okay i know how to fix this let me just ask these questions now so if he doesn't say what i need him to say i can just exit it's still defensiveness they're still hurt right okay that was wow that was actually um better answer than what i expected uh <laughs> you are very very insightful so with your with all of your accomplishments and your intellect you know, there is a certain standard uh-huh. and it's not so much as have exactly what I have, because right. as you said, you know, a lot of times in dealing with the brothers, they're, they're looking at where does, where do I fit? Where, what can I bring to this? What can I provide you? And they look at what you currently have, what you currently have, uh, have accomplished and it, it becomes more of, along the line of, okay, I don't fit. So, because there is a certain standard that I'm sure that you have, mm-hmm. how, how does your line of questioning uh, initially begin? I mean, you know, do you start with, do, do you have a job? Do you start with, where do you work? What is your, your you know, do you have a 10-year plan? You know, uh, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Where does it normally start for you? So uh, the first thing that I want to do is just drop a little free game for any sisters who are watching. Please stop asking brothers what they do for a living. Wow. Right there. Um, (laughs) That will unfold. I understand why women are doing it, but what they don't understand is when men hear that question, they automatically feel like you're trying to size up their paychecks. Boom. So stop asking that question so I um, I just wanted to put that out there Uh, for me I'm not one who likes to uh, necessarily just ask questions Um, what I try to do is just have conversation and because I notice things like body language tone and inflection does he start shifting in his seat does he start looking around uh did something I say in the conversation make them uncomfortable? I pay attention to all of that, not just the words. And so I, I like to just go from a conversation. I'll ask what made, you know, what, what prompted you to reach out? What prompted you to ask me out? What are some of the things that you think about me? Because I, I come across one way and, and like you mentioned, you've seen my videos. So I'm pretty hardcore in my videos, but that's not who I am offline so I want to make sure that they understand they're not getting that same person because the person that I am offline when I'm in a relationship I'm very much uh, you know I'll still speak my mind I will still maintain my boundaries but I'm much much softer right and so I want to make sure that you know first off are you here for Allison or are you here for Allison Denise 
because she's only available on social media. <laughs> gotcha. Um, <laughs> and as we continue to have conversation, I check for flow. Like, do we have, does the energy match? Does the energy connect? Um, is the conversation forced? And if I notice that the conversation is forced, then I usually don't bother asking questions because that tells me that there's no connection there anyway. Right. If I notice that things are flowing pretty well, we're having a good time, we're laughing, he's at ease, I'm at ease, then what I find, at least in my experience, is at least initially, the questions answer themselves. Okay. They they let me know, yeah, I'm, you know, I, I'm in here in the course of a conversation. Uh, yeah, I just got divorced last year and I decided it was trial, you know, finally time for me to get back out here. Um, I'm not necessarily wanting anything serious, but I knew it was time for me to start dating again. Well, I'm very much marriage minded. So that lets me know, nice guy, wrong time, next. Right. I never had to ask a question. So that's how I tend to do it. If it's more conversation based, I just notice brothers are more apt to be open. And at least in the beginning, they're more apt to be honest. Okay. All right, and so so let me ask you this then, because see, with me personally, I have witnessed this, but I've also been guilty of this myself. Um, I'm uh, divorced and everything, and when I initially started the process of getting back out there, uh, there would be time periods where I, I would offer up too much information or not enough information and so it and it wasn't it wasn't along the line of me not being interested it wasn't along the line of me not wanting to pursue anything it was along the line of me not knowing because you know I, <laughs> I've been out of the game for a really long time and so you know with that that atmosphere of new beginnings there is that unfamiliarity. And so you're, you're not sure how to, you know, because I was listening to when you was talking about the body language, are they shifting? And like I said, I've been guilty of that as well. And it wasn't me being evasive. It was me being outright nervous and not sure of how I'm supposed to proceed. Am I giving too much information? Am I not giving enough information? Is she learning enough about me? Am I asking her enough questions about her? So how do, like, where is the dividing line between too much and too little? So I, I think that that question actually starts with the individual okay. before the dating even happens. And so what I mean by that, um, so I'll, I'll give an example. I was listening to one of your episodes mm -hmm. and it was the, the lovely couple that was willing to open up and talk about their time apart, what they learned and how they got back together. Okay. And so, uh, the, the husband on that episode was, you know, they both talked about the fact that they, you know, when they were separated, they did date other people. And the husband, you know, said that he did make it clear to other women, you know, that he, you know, if, if a woman asked if I loved her, I said no. And so what a lot of people don't understand is instinctively, most humans are created to have a need 
for a connection. Right. Most of us don't want to be alone. Where the maturity comes in is when we have to really be honest and say, do I need to be alone? And what I find is, let's say people who are uh, divorced mm-hmm. um, or even separated, I'll, I'll put them both together. The thing is, even though circumstances have led to that current relationship no longer working, the person has still gotten used to having someone. Right. They still got to that routine. They still gotten used to having someone in the bed with them at night. And that's one of the hardest things to embrace when you're either separated, divorced, or a, a breakup of a long-term relationship. And we will allow that that initial aloneness to push us out into the dating world when not only are we not ready, but we don't really have anything to offer. We're now just out there because we want our needs met. And we're forgetting that the people that we're connecting to, they have needs as well. And their needs are not to be your bed warmer, your soft place to land, your painkiller. That's not their role, but that's all that you're out looking for. Okay. So I think what first has to happen is sit back and ask yourself first, why am I dating? And be honest, am I dating because I'm lonely? Am I dating because I don't want a relationship, but I, I, I still have a need for sex? Am I, why am I out here? And I think if people can be more honest about why they are out here, they run a better risk of running into someone who was in the same space. What happens is people will come out they don't know why they're out here or they're trying to hide why they're out here because they know that that will significantly decrease their options if they're honest and it should but in their selfishness they still want to be let me let me lie without lying Mm. and so you know you first have to just say am i out here for a serious relationship period if the answer is yes then that tells you what type of information you should be willing to give to someone if that's what you're looking for because then you'll know am I dating a woman am I dating a brother who has the same mindset right if you're just dating because you want to kick it you just want to have a good time then those are the environments and the the questions that you want to leave it at that way if that woman says hey um do you want marriage? Do you want kids? That person can very easily say, uh, well, no, I've been divorced. I did been there, done that at this point. I just want to spend a few years just enjoying me. Right. That would save a lot of trouble. But what will happen is she'll think he's cute um, and not want to let go of him, even though he's already told her that you know, he's not wanting something that she wants or vice versa. He He's looking at her body. He's already figured out the different ways he wants to twist it and turn it and all that stuff. And he's not listening to the fact that she doesn't just want to have a good time. Right. Okay. So we have to first be honest about why we're in the dating scene. Figure out questions based off that so that we can determine if that person that we're interested in is on the same page. And then we have to have the maturity 
to leave that person alone if we figure out that they're not on the same page. Right. You know, uh, this is actually funny. I was talking to um, someone else uh, that does podcasts and we were having a discussion about, you know, why do bad relationships hurt? And I said something along the line of we date our type but the only problem is is because they are a type they look how we want them to look we tend to to ignore certain things and try to hang on you know and and uh just to piggyback off of what you said is very very uh poignant because that's exactly what happens you know one person's mindset is not always the other person's mindset it's not being relayed they're not uh receiving the message and so someone gets a little bit more caught up than the other person's. So that actually brings me to my other point mm-hmm. of transparency in your uh, initial communication. You know, uh, if if there's no time when you initially have contact, if there's no time for the uh, more in-depth conversation, then on that first time phone call or that first time date, it needs to get uh, a little bit more stringent because you, when you opt not to ask certain questions or not to pay attention to certain answers and you go further into it, you'll find out some things that you didn't want to know, but by that time it, it has become a little bit too late. So in, in that, you know, I, listening to you saying, you know, initially, let's open it up with me asking questions about you listening to body language and paying attention to body language and uh, other subtle cues and listening to the, the, the tone, the undertone, the inflection, paying attention to connection and things like that. But at some point, you have to get a little bit more deliberate with your conversation and your line of questioning. Uh, so at what point do, do you feel that that should happen where it goes beyond just listening to subtle cues and, and paying attention to body language where I'm now direct? So let me ask you this. Can you do this? Do you want this? Are we on this level? So when do we reach that point? So I think it's important to... You know, some people will say after a certain amount of phone calls, a certain amount of dates, um, things like that. I think what I think a better alternative would be to still be in tune with yourself. Okay. So let's say let's say you've gone out with them three or four times. Right. You've had a good time. You've already had the first kiss. Um, let's say that you're thinking about maybe having sex with them. Okay. If you're thinking about maybe having sex with them, but you know that you would prefer to be in a relationship before being intimate and you guys have not had that talk, that's going to be the time that you need to do it. Okay. If if you're someone who uh, sex may be not necessarily something that has to happen after a relationship, maybe you've already had sex with them, but you're starting to feel your feelings shift a little bit you're thinking about them a little bit more um you're accepting dates a little bit less you're wanting to spend more time with them 
but you don't know what their mindset is. I think that's the critical point where people need to go ahead and start talking. Talk before your feelings completely turn on towards that person because then what happens if you wait until after that, now you're scared of the answer. Right. Now you're, now you're just hoping that he or she wants the same thing because you've officially invested in wanting to be with them. Before that completely turns on, find out what they want. That way you're disappointed versus being devastated. Gotcha. Okay. And that makes a lot of sense. I um, am a huge advocate for saying what you mean and meaning what you say. And I say that because there are instances where we tend to be a little convoluted when we're providing information to people. I'll tell you just what I want you to know. You know, and I say that because and I I, I spoke to uh, someone else and they did give me the okay to put this out like this. A friend of mine got was about to get married mm-hmm. and the person that she knew for they had been knowing each other for eight months and they decided they wanted to get married and they went through the process, the engagement and started planning for a wedding where, well, a week before the wedding it came out that the man that she was about to marry was bisexual and she felt devastated behind that and so she was talking to me and i said well i don't condone what he did by not telling you i said but i also feel as though at some point this had to have been a question or something had to have been uh I, you know, obvious to you to, to, to say, okay, that was a little suspect. And if it wasn't, you have to, to kind of gauge your, your audience and look at the times that we're living in and some questions that you would not have thought to ask uh, 10, 15 years ago or even a year ago are now common questions that should be asked. And so I asked her, I said, well, did y'all ever discuss uh, bisexuality, homosexuality, or just basic human sexuality did y'all get into these type of discussions and she was like no we never discussed our sexuality because i automatically assumed that because he was uh he chose to be with me a woman and he was sleeping with me then he has to like only women and so i think a lot of times in our assumptions certain questions get deleted because we you know we look at the outward and we say okay well because of this and this and this and this then this should be a given but we we don't know the the skeletons that's lying in someone's closet until we open the door so how do in your opinion how do we approach sensitive topics because money is a sensitive topic family is a sensitive topic child rearing uh, marriage, religion, all of these things are sensitive topics, but these are th- questions that we need to ask, answers that we need to know in, in order to determine if this is someone that we want to move forward with. So h- how do we get to that point? 
so what what I'll say is, you know, um, the the two things that you you said to your friend, I do agree with the second one. <clears throat> Excuse me, I, I do agree. Um, there are certain questions that we probably do need to start asking now that we probably didn't have to ask before, uh, specifically re- related to sexuality, because we, we do know that there's a lot of download and, you know, things going on and stuff like that. So I don't disagree with, with the second part. The, the thing that I think a lot of people are missing is a lot of the information that's being put out here, whether you're dating in a relationship or married, a lot of the information is very subtly or not so subtly geared towards putting the onus of finding out everything on the person who has the potential to be offended. And that's not fair. True. So, you know, a lot of people will say certain things like, well, were there signs? And what people have to understand is, yeah, there may be times that you can look back and say that there might have been something that you could have looked at differently. The bottom line is people will only tell you what they want you to know. Right. And we have to, we've got to stop putting so much pressure on the person who ends up being done wrong. We have to stop putting so much pressure on that person to say, well, what did you miss? Because the other side of that is the other person also had the option to become forthcoming and to not lie. So when we talk about, uh, just like you mentioned, some questions we, you know, some things we won't know until we open, we won't know skeletons in the closet until they, until we open the door, we can't open the door. We can only ask them to open the door. And she could have asked him on the first date. She could have asked him on the third date. She could have asked him on the 12th date, are you bisexual? And if that brother didn't want her to know, that brother was going to lie. So So we have to find a balance because one, one thing that I noticed is one thing that, you know, going back to what you said about feeling interrogated, another reason that at least from a woman's perspective, another reason that women start interrogating men so early is because in some situation they were done wrong and no one takes the time to validate her feelings. No one takes the time to tell her that what happened to her was wrong. The very first thing, because most people in society are programmed, they don't think for themselves, they just go off of whatever is dumped into their minds. They automatically go to the, well, what did you miss? Well, you know, there's always signs. Well, did you see this? Did you ask this? And so that woman is now walking away. Okay, I just got hurt. And now I'm going to a circle of people who are trying to tell me that I should have seen that I was going to be hurt. Mm, okay. So to ask your, to answer your question, at the end of the day, all we can do is ask. But we have to start putting more emphasis on those who know they're living a double life to be honest about the fact that they're living a double life because it still comes down to selfishness. Okay. It's still coming down to, I don't want you to know that I'm bisexual because I want to keep you. Well, and I know I'm not going to be able to keep you. If you know that I sleep with men too, that's selfish. I, you know what? 
I agree with that that statement of, of selfishness. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I want to kind of redirect and shift the question. So uh-huh. if we're going to put this, let's put this on and take it off of those that have the potential of being offended. And let's put this on uh-huh. those that have the potential of offending. So okay. how, how, how do you enter into a line of questioning? And let's take the the aspect of bisexuality or homosexuality out of it for for the time being and we're speaking as a straight man talking to a straight woman so Uh even with that there are certain sexual proclivities that people have that you know that not everyone is initially privy to or not everyone is accepting of so at what at what point in the relationship or the process of entering a relationship or the intent of a relationship do we ask the question in regards to sexuality hey i'm this type of way sexually and i'm into this and this and this and and speaking strictly heterosexually i'm Uh into this and i'm into this and i need to know if you're okay with it are you into it because we still have to take into consideration that even though this line of questioning, what I'm asking you now has the potential of offending you, uh-huh. I still have to be true to myself and I still have to to put out there what I'm interested in and what I'm looking for and what I want. So you meet someone, they have everything that you're initially interested in, initially uh, open to, and then there's that one sexual proclivity. Oh yeah, you know, I'm into threesomes i like having threesomes every other week or i'm into uh you know i'm I'm into polyamorous relationships or i'm into uh switching wife swapping or even you know less uh uh inclusive you know something to the line of of, i'm into uh anal or I'm heavily into oral. So how do how do we introduce those line of questioning? So I think that those questions that you're mentioning, those are actually easier mm-hmm. to pinpoint when to ask. Because to me, I'm thinking we should be asking this before we even have sex. Right. Um. Now. The questions that you came up with, I do think that they're probably in different columns. So, for instance, if someone is poly, if someone is uh, into threesomes and stuff like that, that's probably something that should happen way early in the conversation. Um, Certain things like I'm into anal. Um, I was in I was uh, with a gentleman. I can't remember how long ago it was, but I was with a gentleman who let me know that he enjoyed lifestyle parties. And he told me, I don't have sex with people at these parties, but I like watching people have sex. Mm-hmm. And I want you to come with me. And because of, and you, you, you may understand this as well, but you know, uh, when you're building a brand and when you have a particular way that you want the public to see you there's just certain things that even if you want even if you get curious you don't participate because you never know who's watching exactly and so 
because I was able to find that out early, I was able to tell him, hey, for these reasons, I've never even thought about doing it. But for these reasons, even if I was curious, I wouldn't go with you because I want to make sure that I still protect this part of my life. It didn't become that didn't end up being the reason that we broke up. He just came up with an alternative where he would just go with a couple of friends. Uh, and so ugh. I think I think stuff like, um, you know, lifestyle parties. I like to be spanked. Uh, I like anal. I like oral. Even, you know, I, I can please you sexually, but I have erectile dysfunction, so I can't penetrate. You know, those things. I think should probably come up before sex happens, but you know, you're poly, you're into threesomes, anything dealing with you potentially being with another person intimately. I think that that's something the person should know before sex is even brought up. That should just be, hi, my name is Allison. Um, I really would like to take you out, but I do want to let you know that I'm, I'm poly. Are you poly? And if that person says, no, I'm not into that, then you haven't even wasted their time or yours on a date, on communication or conversation. That needs to be super early. Okay. Agree. In which, you know, I was stating earlier, the, the, the transparency, I feel in certain aspects that transparency has to be evident from word one. Yeah. Because if not, it has the potential of blowing up in your face if you don't say this off the muscle. And, uh -huh. But I also believe that even taking sexuality out of it, if we're talking in regards to common everyday uh, life events, such as, you know, getting married or such as having children, um, emotions get tied into people quickly based off of how they're currently treating us, what we see in them and what we potentially want from them. And so if you're in a relationship with someone and, and this is your new, your new boo thing or whatever the case may be, and y'all been together for four months and everything seems to be going, you know, swimmingly, everything is beautiful. And then the other person comes out and say, Hey, Oh, by the way, I just want you to know, that I can't have children, you know, yeah. and so now everything has 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 altered because your mind you're saying, okay, this person I really care about them and, and we have such a great rapport with each other. Our connection is so strong. I can see us getting married in three years. I can see us having children, but boom, no, you can't see us having children because I can't have children. Right. So. I think, like I said, certain aspects have to be uh, apparent or made apparent from the word go because we have the potential of getting caught up into someone that can't provide to us everything that we're looking for. Now, for most people, that may not be a turning off point, but for someone that has been wanting children and wanting to see a part of themselves grow up and and offer something different to the world, things like that. This may be a case closed situation. I agree. And so with with that, you know, we have to, you know, going back to what you said earlier, we have to be honest with number one, who we are, what we want, 
and what we're looking for. That that has to be uh, open to us first. We have to be transparent with ourselves first before we go off into anything else because you know we have the potential of pulling someone in and later pulling them down. You agree? I, I do. And that, you know, the example you gave was a really good one. Um, <clears throat> that would be something that I would, if I were someone who couldn't have kids, that would be something that I would bring up at the time that the person asked me out. Okay. Um, the common thing that, and I've seen even other relationship coaches give this information. Let's say someone, um, we'll just use your example. I'll say there, a woman for whatever reason can't have kids. A man has decided to go get a vasectomy or whatever, right? So some people are saying, you know, wait until uh, a relationship has been established because that's personal information and you don't want to keep telling everybody about it but even that advice is selfish because what that person is in and it's also manipulative is saying let me take this person's option away to decide that this isn't where they want to be let me get them emotionally invested first right and that's not right but it goes back to selfishness and fear of being alone. A woman who can't have kids, let's say she's 32. So she's probably going to meet men anywhere between 25 and, and 35. Most of those men may want children, maybe not today. But she already knows at some point this man is going to want kids. Right. There's a better chance that a man that approached me is going to want kids than not want kids. Now her fear of being alone kicks in, and she decides to withhold that information because she doesn't want to face the fact that there may be multiple men who say, well, I do want kids. I appreciate you being honest with me. I'm going to move on. They don't want the person to move on. Mm. The reasoning doesn't matter. It's still a root of selfishness. Because now that woman is going to say, well, if we get into a relationship, I'll tell him then. Well, if a brother decides that he wants to commit to you, he's already emotionally involved. Wow. Okay. So now you want to tell this brother after he's emotionally involved and thought about, oh, told his friends, she's the one, this is going to be the mother of my kids. Now you're going to tell him that that'll never happen. That's, there, there's no way to explain that being okay. True. You are absolutely right. Wow. Allison, you are very insightful. You have given so much information, so much uh, positive attributes to this conversation today. And it is definitely one that uh, I feel brothers and sisters need to be more open to, you know, the, the lifestyle of transparency and openness. It has to be out there and again there's some questions that need to be made known day one from where it go uh this has been so insightful for me i really appreciate you oh it's no problem thank you for having me on oh it's been my pleasure guys this has been the amazing incomparable allison denise she is a life and relationship coach 
I'm telling you, follow her YouTube, follow her um, her live on Facebook. I'm going to put some information out so that you can have all of her links and everything like that. But I just want to say again, you have been amazing today. Thank you. All Thank right. you. Okay, guys, this has been another amazing episode of Let's Talk About It. Before we end, I do want to close with just some words, some food for thought. Always understand that understanding yourself, understanding your needs, and understanding what you want is always the initial starting point. You can go up or down based off of what you know and understand about yourself. Before we are willing to pull someone else in, before we are willing to try to get to know them and to understand them, it's all a moot point if we don't first understand who we are, what we want. And let's always, above everything else, try to be open, try to be honest, and let's try to be transparent. Put it out there. If you don't want it, say you don't want it. If you want it, say that this is what you're looking for. Save someone the heartache of getting so caught up in you and then later finding out that they can't have what they need or what they want from you. This has been an episode of Let's Talk About It. I'm out of here like a bad year until the next time we meet. Y'all keep loving each other. Bye.